Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Always honored when people take their valuable time to uh, receive from this ministry. If you are watching this program when it premieres, I encourage you to like and share this broadcast. This evening is a really special treat. Really honored to have a, a dear friend, a man that I can tell you that I entrust with uh, my life and I've received ministry from him many times. But uh, more than that, we've been co-laborers in the Lord. Uh, the Lord has given me the privilege of uh, going around the world and just connecting with, uh, with just the most extraordinary leaders. And Pastor Tom is certainly one of them. Pastor Tom is uh, senior leader of Global River Church in Wilmington, North Carolina. And I've asked him to join me here today. So good so, to be here. Yeah, welcome on the program, <laughs> Pastor you. Tom. Welcome, everyone. Yeah. And uh, one of the things as a ministry that uh, we, uh, a, a real high value for me is to see the people of God flourish and become everything that God intended them to become. And one of the principles, if you've watched any of our broadcasts, that uh, we really lean into it, and it's these principles uh, of discipleship. These are foundational principles of discipleship. In the early church, these were the principles, uh, elementary principles for believers. Number one, they were baptized in water as a physical sign of leaving the old man behind and coming up out of the water as the new man that uh, Christ Jesus has made us. That That is just discipleship 101. Number two, they were filled with the Spirit. And number three is that they received deliverance ministry. It was, it was, a, it was a basic part of the, uh, the discipleship process. Augustine is quoted as one time as saying, we would not let you be ordained for ministry unless you went through two, maybe three rounds of deliverance. And one of the ministries at Global River is the prayer ministry for deliverance, for believers. People have come from all over the world. He's gone all over to different parts of the world for the ministry of deliverance. And so, uh, and he's written a book and a manual, which we'll touch on in a minute. So Pastor Tom, why don't you just give people some background on how you came into this ministry, how maybe this ministry in your life, and, and then just we'll, we'll kind of go from there. Well, I'd love to. Good to be with you all. Um, yeah, when people ask me, so how did a nuclear engineer who worked for General Electric Company for <laughs> 25 years uh, become someone who's both a pastor and now doing deliverance? And I don't know about how it is with many, but I'm sure it's not on our bucket list. It's not like you wake up and say, yeah, that's what I want. So God has this way of uh, one of our life verses in our family is Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him mm. and he'll direct your path. So there's a whole lot of not leaning on understanding when things start. on. So um, the way it started with me, uh, I, I was not a believer uh, when I first got married. I married my high school sweetheart. We've been married 49 and a half years, praise God. Wow, um, miracle. Miracle, yeah, and such a wonderful woman. And, but we, I didn't get saved until uh, I was 22 years old. I just graduated college, mm. um, got my commission as an ensign in the Navy, went, uh, went in the Navy, and also worked for the General Electric Company uh, at that time. I was in the reserve unit. And anyway... Um, our youngest daughter, I have, I have four children, three girls, and my son is in heaven now. Uh, our, 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 young, our oldest daughter got sick, and there was a miraculous healing that took place. I was a nuclear science guy, so 
kind of a brainiac. Yeah. And if you didn't measure it, smell it, taste it, it didn't happen. Mm. So anyway, long story in that one was um, we went to a healing service because my daughter was diagnosed with an intestinal disorder. And I didn't know anything about words of knowledge, deliverance. You know, in fact, I was pretty much, I wouldn't say I was an atheist, but I was more certainly in the agnostic camp. Right. And uh, dad was lieutenant colonel in the Marines, struggled with alcohol for many years, PTSD. And mom was a spirit-filled believer. So I had this conflict growing up but then my daughter gets sick my wife drags me to a healing service she had gotten saved a few weeks before that wow. and this uh, reverend floyd baker ex-hell's angel in upstate new york calls us out in the crowd and delivers a word of knowledge that says you've been praying for a young child being healed of an intestinal disorder right now and it's, it's a long story but from that moment on my daughter was healed out of the hospital had wow. been intravenously fed Amazing. to keep her alive and so that was my journey. I had cut a deal with God. If I said, if you exist, heal my daughter, uh, and then we'll talk. If not, then you don't exist. Well, within a couple of weeks, he healed her and called us mm. out miraculously. So my, my left brain went, what is this all about? Mm. And uh, the man who led my wife to the Lord came to my house and asked me to, why don't you surrender? Surrender what? And, anyway, <laughs> and I gave up, and sure enough, that was the start of the journey. So I'll accelerate. 25 years later, various churches moved around with General Electric as an executive and uh, ended up in a place where um, I had been here in Wilmington, North Carolina as a layperson in the Vineyard Church, really connected with the senior pastor here. We hunted together in Colorado, processed life, and I realized I'm not sure this whole executive life is what I want to do. And anyway, started going to Bible college in, in uh, Atlanta and ended up in a place where got called back here. He offered me a position as an associate pastor. I came here in, in October of 98, and I've been here ever since. First six years as an associate pastor, and then here I am now as the senior pastor 23 years later. Wow. <laughs> so it's been a long, wonderful journey. But the way we started in deliverance, I was a little over a year in my pastoral position here, and uh, I read Mark 16. And Mark 16, this really uh, messed me up, <laughs> and I'm just in a good way. He's, you know, it's after the resurrection, Christ, uh, it's the Great Commission, not, right, not the Great Suggestion. Mm -hmm. He says, he told them in verse uh, Mark 16, 15, he said to them, go into all the world, preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. Anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They'll cast out demons in my name. They'll speak with new languages. They'll be able to handle snakes with safety, drink anything poisonous. It won't hurt them. They'll be able to place their hands on the sick and they'll be healed. Mm. And I realized I don't have any of those signs really following me. Mm. I said, I didn't quit General Electric Company, come here and mark time. So I prayed. I said, Lord, if that's, that's the reality, then I need to have signs following. Me. So what do I do? And shortly thereafter, Randy Clark came to our church mm. from Global Awakening, and he announced that he was going to Brazil on a mission trip. And I went to the elders, I prayed about it, and I said, I need to take a team. So my wife, my daughter Katie, and eight others from the church, wow. we all went to Brazil, and that was the start. Mm. And from that point on, deliverances, healings, miracles became part of our ministry. And I saw things there that you can't unsee. Mm. And so years later, um, after many trips, I think I made 11 trips with Randy into Brazil, Argentina, wow. Costa Rica, Mozambique with Heidi, 
Um, we, were, we were actually in Tanzania with Leif Hetland from Global Awareness and Jack Taylor, who was my spiritual dad, he's in heaven now, um, he was aware of our ministry and I was asked to lead the deliverance ministry. I took, I took 30 from the church with us to Tanzania and we ran the deliverance tents in a highly witchcrafted area and we saw things and saw things there that uh, we had seen a lot at that point. But Jack Taylor's wife, Mama Frida, said, Jack, you need to ask Tom to write a book so that pastors anywhere in the world can read this thing and grab hold of it because what they're doing here is absolutely needed for the church. So Jack Taylor, who was connected with uh, Destiny Images, he set me up. I took all of my journals from all of the different mission trips, I think 20-something of them, mm. and I just started documenting them. And then Jack helped me. We turned this into Breaking Free Book, which we now do prayer ministry. It's, it's not so much deliverance as it is inner healing. Mm-hmm. What we have found is all of us have baggage from life. Yeah. And the Lord wants us to be set free. Who he sets free is free indeed, right? Mm-hmm. And so our ministry every week to people from all over, they come in and we have team members that are, are trained as well. And we just love to help people that have come out of some of the most dire brokenness, women who've come out of trafficking, drug addicted people, mm-hmm. uh, or those who've grown up in really church environments says, I don't really have a testimony. Right. And, um, and yet the Lord does amazing things with that. And so we have a lot of wonderful testimonies of people that um, get their baggage unpacked. Yeah, I, something that you said really jumped out to me, and it was, I was actually thinking about this concept <clears throat> this week, that often it's reading what's on Scripture, if you're a believer, and then realizing that there's a deficit that becomes an invitation yeah. to the life that you're supposed to live. I think about, you mentioned Randy, you know, he's pastoring this church in St. Louis and he's going, yeah, okay, my church is growing, but I'm dead on the inside. I don't really see what God says we're supposed to see in scripture. Luther is like, I mean, going, something's wrong here. And one of the quotes he has is, I became dangerous when they let me read the scripture. And, it, and this is simplistic, but it's actually true half of a verse, his pursuit of half of a verse, the just shall live by faith, literally changed the world. Mm. And so I see that in your life. And and I want to say to people watching that you might have been a believer for uh, years or maybe you're just born again. And I, I want to encourage you, read the word because you might not be experiencing what the Word of God says is possible, but it's an invitation to you as a way of life. And you've shared some of your testimony. Now, when you read that verse, at the time, are you... Here's one characteristic that I've really learned with people who move in deliverance and uh, more inner healing or, or work in this area with people is no one says, like, Oh, I just wanted to do this. This was a call of God in my life. Now, you know, eventually they know that God calls them. Are are you are you guys doing prayer ministry at, at the time at, at the church? Are you is that part of your discipleship process? Is that part of what you're doing? Yeah. Um, the way it started is we we started going to mission field. Okay. And if you've ever been in some places where Macumba San La Muerte, the cult of death, uh-huh. uh, is operating. 
um, in Mozambique, Argentina, uh, Brazil, you can't help but not be in deliverance ministry because right, right. people come before you in prayer and this uh -huh. manifestation. So we were we were certainly in the school of the spirit being trained at that point. Right, right, and right. Um, what happened was after several mission trips, Randy Clark, we were in Belém, Brazil, and uh, there were about 20,000 people, uh, Bill Johnson, Randy Clark, Pastor Paulo, who oversees 74 mm -hmm. square, uh, four square churches there. The year before, there were so many manifestations of interrupting the service, people couldn't preach. Mm -hmm. And so, so Randy said, look, we're going to do what uh, Carlos Anacondia does in Argentina. And he has a deliverance minister called Pablo Vitari. Mm -hmm. And when someone manifests, we'd like you to have a team, escort them out to a separate place where you can minister to them so we can preach the word. Mm. I said, man, I... I don't, that's not, no. <laughs> uh, and he wanted you to be in charge of it. He wanted me to be in charge, which I thought was unusual. I had been warned by one of my uh, intercessors, when you go on this trip, the day before I left, he called me and said, uh, God, Satan's going to try to kill you on this trip, so be careful. So when, they, when I land in Brazil and I have a lunch with Pastor Paulo and Randy, they said, we'd like you to run our deliverance tents. And I said, oh, this is where the devil's going to try to get me. <laughs> Pride or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I, so, so I prayed about it, and I called my senior pastor back here in the States, and he picked up the phone, which was unusual in itself, and he gave me a prophetic word where you've been created for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. Go. And I'm like, oh. And so now it's an assignment from the apostolic leader in the nation, the apostolic leader I'm under traveling with, mm -hmm. and my senior pastor. And I'm like, okay, so the Lord gave me a strategy because the Word of God, this is really important, the Word of God has really three parts to it. Good. There is the Word, go do this or go on this mission trip. Then it's the timing and the strategy. Who goes with you? What are you going to do? Are you going to mm -hmm. get there? And what's the strategic plan God has for you? And if you get any of those out of alignment, you can get messed up. Say that again. I think that's really, really important. Yeah. Ju not just almost every area. Yeah, it, it's yeah. really, yeah. what I have found is sometimes we get a word Mm -hmm. But we don't recognize what's the timing to the word. Good. Is it now or 20 years later? Yeah. Uh, and then what's the strategy to the word? Mm -hmm. So here I am. I'm in Brazil. And unbeknownst to me, they're asking me to do this assignment, which the key leaders and my covering in my life say, go do it. Yeah. So now I have a word and now I have the timing. Can I just pause for one second? I think it's really important that in walking with the Lord like this now we're years beyond this word in your life. And clearly there is fruit to God has called you to this. There's an assignment to do it. So many years of fruitful and people walking through this. But at the time you're going, no, not me. You got the wrong guy. And I just want to say, not just in this ministry, but God will often, it, to me, if you're tracking with the Lord and you were supposed to go on this trip, you're going to have divine intersections where you feel completely um, un, 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 overwhelmed, overwhelmed, <laughs> yeah. and like, all oh this my stuff. God. Yeah. But it, it's uh, here's the beauty of this, and this is what I've learned: walk with the Lord. The beauty of this is the whole idea of us walking with God and doing what He's asked us to do. We we were never meant to do it on our own. The whole of Scripture is about. Yeah. Not what you can do, but what can God, you can do with God's help. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of that scripture in yeah. Mark 16 yeah. is interesting. He says he co-labored with them or worked with them to do signs and wonders. Mm -hmm. There's another place where it also says in Acts, it says the signs and wonders verify the message. That's that we right. Bring That's true. right. Yep. So 
so when I'm in Brazil with this strategy and this timing, I felt like, Lord, this is, this is way outside my comfort zone. Mm. So I'm in the hotel room, and I think I was on the 17th floor by myself, and I said, okay, now I'm like, I know the Satan, I had this warning from intercessor, Satan's going to try, so <laughs> i got to be careful, but I've got 16 people with me, uh-huh. and there's going to be 20,000 people that are going to meet in this soccer stadium come, thir- come Friday and Saturday. And they had a thousand intercessors from the 74 square churches prayed for 30 days that God would show up. Mm. And so it was incredible. So I'm in the hotel room. I said, Lord, what's your strategy? I've got mm. the word. I've got the timing. But what's your strategy? How do you how do we go to war on this thing? That's good. And so unbeknownst to us. Timing, strategy. And and the, wor- the word, the timing and the strategy. Think of it this way. Um, Abraham is said he's going to be the father of many nations. And some 20 plus years later, he's not. That's right. So his handmaiden, you know, there's no interaction with this guy who talked to God. Right, right. That am I supposed to sleep with my handmaiden? There's no question about that. And do you know uh, some most some commentators believe that after he does that, God doesn't talk to him for another 10 years. It's a, it's, it's, it's a very interesting because what you find out is he did he had the word. You're going to be the father of many nations. That's good. But then... Culturally, it's acceptable to uh-huh. do what he's doing, but there's no interaction. Is this your will and plan for me? So the strategy and the timing gets off, and now we got Ishmael results. Mm-hmm. So that is a really critical importance to me. So I asked the Lord, what's the strategy? And he gave me a download. I'm in the hotel room, and I, the only piece of paper I had was my cardboard from my shirt that I brought from it. So I'm writing this down, and he said, I want you to gather a tithe of, of Brazilian men who will be your spiritual bouncers in this 20,000 gathering of the soccer stadium and train them up in advance and have them brought the people that are manifesting out to the tent. And we need a separate tent, well-lighted, a place where people can be private. I need intercessors mm. and I need translators. So I go to Randy and, and Paulo and, and they said, we'll take care of all that. We'll give you the church, our main church We'll get over 200 Brazilian men there that will be your, I call them spiritual bouncers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, and then we gave some instructions. They were typically, when someone manifests, they would pour water on them, pull their hair, speak in tongues. Mm. This thing would get all out of whack, and that's not respectful. It's not the way you want to be doing this. Right. So here's the, com- so I'm way outside my comfort zone. and Never done this. Never done this before. We had done the strategy. We had individual uh, deliverances, and Randy, Randy saw that. Right. Uh, the first trip to Brazil, it's in my book, there was a crippled woman who'd been cursed by Macumba. And at one years old, her father had made fun of the next door neighbor. That neighbor went to a Macumba witch, put a curse on his family, and his first daughter got crippled. And we're in this meeting in Agua Viva, and I get my first word of knowledge that mm. says, take the sick people to the back room. And I mentioned that to Randy. He stops the meeting and tells all the people that are really, really sick to go in the back room with my 16 people from my church. And I'm watching this woman come in with a walker who's crippled. Mm. Her leg is turned out. And she sits down in front of my wife. And this is my prayer request after reading Mark 16 is, God, I don't have any power. And I didn't resign from GE not to fulfill the Great Commission. Mm. So, Lord, Lord, show me your power. You need to be careful what you ask the Lord Mm -hmm. because I got radically baptized in the Holy Spirit. And um, it's it's in my book. It was really a moment where I knew I was completely baptized with power. Mm. So now I'm in Brazil and this woman comes in, she's crippled 
And my wife calls me over and says, she just shared with us that she's been cursed by a witch. Uh, and at one years old, she's now mid twenties, late wow. late twenties. Just twenty years later. Yeah, wow. she's crippled. She's had multiple surgeries, and she shares now. At that point, we read the book, and so I said, "Well, would you be willing to forgive?" Because he tells us, "If you'll forgive, you'll be forgiven." Right? Mm. One of the you want to move a mountain out of Mark eleven. One of the categories there is believe God, command the mountain to move, speak to it, pray, believing, but forgive. So I said, is there, would you be willing to forgive your father for you know, cursing the next door neighbor, your next door neighbor, the Macumba witch, those who rejected you, all the stuff you've been through? And she was so willing. Um, her name was Priscilla. And uh, we prayed. And then I said, after she had done all that, I said, would you would be willing to confess any anger, resentment? So we went through confession and repentance and forgiveness. And then I just said, well, I know there's a spirit of witchcraft. So when I started to pray in the name of Jesus, I command every spiritual, there was a reaction that took place that I had seen the exorcist movie, but I thought it was Hollywood mm. and now I'm witnessing it. And, uh, mm. and within, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes, she got peaceful. And then she turned to my wife through the translator and said, I want to walk. And my wife and I became her walker. And as she walked across the room, her leg went straight. Mm. And I saw the power of God and you can't unsee that. And I said, I, in fact, you know, the, the, my mindset was, did I really see it? Right, right, right. And at that power, the name of Jesus is powerful. Yeah. And this woman was set free and that, that translated and Randy said, so wherever there was a deliverance need over these trips, Tom, come here and take care of this for us. And so that then multiplied into now we're in a major meeting with many, many people. And I'll just cut to the, to the point where, you know, you're outside your comfort zone, you're doing something that is beyond what you ever thought you would be doing. And, you know, there's risk and there's faith uh -huh. and there's that combination, right? So we're, we're doing the training for these 200 Brazilians in the main church, getting ready for the major Friday meeting with 20,000 people coming. And at the end of the training, six hours of translation, uh, in walks a so you do a training first. I do this yeah. training with yeah, these yeah. 200 guys that yeah. said look this is biblically Let's look at the biblical process of what Jesus teaches Matthew 12 is a really good example of a deliverance Jesus does on a on a demonized man So I'm, I'm walking through the biblical basis of deliverance and the authority and his glory. It's not our power trip It's not you know, let's do this so that he receives glory um, at the end of the teaching, towards the very last part, I'm done with about six hours of translation, in walks a blind woman being led by an elderly man. You, she's obviously blind. She walks up on the stage, so they're not church broke, they don't know anything. Uh -huh. Walks up on the stage, interrupts the meeting at the end. I'm about ready to close it. And the translator, his name was Avimil from Assemblies of God, we borrowed him because we'd worn out so many translators. <laughs> Avimil, he, he says, she came here because she heard there was someone here today and the Lord told her that if I would pray for her, her blindness would go. Mm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, this is, this is that place where, so the long story of this, I thought, wow, I had about this much faith, but she had faith, right? Yeah. And so I just remember laying my hands over her eyes, said, Lord, you said the blind would see, the lame would walk and the deaf would hear, open her eyes. Mm. And he did in front of this crowd of several hundred people. And 
her, it turns out it was her husband who let her in and he was in his eighties. And so it was a miracle that just kicked us into this whole walk of faith that opened up the beginning of the deliverance ministry in a large scale. I want you to pray for people. Um, I think many of them are called into yeah. inner healing deliverance, but just those three principles, because I believe this is such a critical season for the body of Christ. And I believe that we're not lacking revelation. We're often what I observe is, and, and one of my um, principles is this, hearing the voice of God doesn't make you mature. It's mm -hmm. the ability to apply what he's asked you within that context. Yeah. And that, that's where the impossible is done. So I want you to pray for people along yeah. those lines and just whatever the Lord gives you. Yeah. Just as we kind of land the, the plane yeah. on this broadcast. So Lord, we believe, we believe in uh, Psalm 139 says every day has been recorded. So there's a reason people are tuned in today listening. Yep. For wherever you are in any place in the earth, uh, we thank you that the Word of God, Hebrews 4.12 says the Word of God is full of living power. And it's able to cut between soul and spirit and is also a revealer and intention of the marrow or the bones or the flesh. So Lord, I just pray that you cut right through right now, that people would, one, be able to hear the voice of God and then understand the strategy and the timing, yep. that they wouldn't become frustrated with words that have lingered for many years. And so Lord, I just thank you. I just thank you that you're going to release that revelation knowledge, yes, Lord. that people will be able to step in and trust the goodness of God in the land of the living. Thank God you, has a plan for you. And I just thank the Lord that he'll be revealing that to you in his name, Jesus. And I bless you today. I just see Jesus commissioning some of you, even right where you're listening to this. This might be a recorded broadcast. You might be listening to it live. There's a commissioning for you. I release in the name of Jesus a fresh baptism of fire to do what God's called you to do. I release healing. I release wholeness. Somebody, you're watching this, you're tormented, even as he spoke about people getting set free. I release healing now in the name of Jesus. And I release the life of God and the goodness of God. And I just declare um, wholeness and also uh, a distinct knowing of the purpose of God for your life. And I bless you in Jesus name. Jesus name. I want to thank you guys for joining us Pastor Tom. He's going to be back with us next week, so tune into next week's broadcast. If you're watching this as a replay, you can jump right on to next week. Uh, um, and thank you partners and friends for making these broadcasts a reality and uh, you can catch archive broadcast on our YouTube channel. All the all the uh, the the links are on abrishwires.com. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you.